Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This week's episode is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch is the place to go if you're looking for geeky accessories that also feel a little bit nostalgic. So Pokemon fans, there's definitely something for you. They have pins, apparel, bags, stickers, office goods, basically everything you could want. And it's all well-designed and nerdy and reminds you of your childhood faves, which is something I absolutely love. To start shopping, you can head to loganartchicago.com or follow them online at loganartchicago. Hi, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Today, and I am really excited to, to be talking to Kitty Young today. Hello. Hello. Um, so you you run Art by Physicist, right? That's your brand? Yeah, that's my fashion brand. And it has a focus of science and nature. Uh, it's all inspired by technology and use technology to make the fashion products. It's so cool. I've been, so the, the website is art by physicist, Kitty Young, um, Y E U N G. I've been looking at it all day and I'm so intrigued by everything. I've never seen anything like this. It's really awesome. So you might be looking at my personal website. That's art by physicist, Kitty Young.com. My, right. yeah, my fashion brand is with my name as the URL is kittyyoung.com or shop.kittyyoung.com. Um, Sweet. Yeah, but my personal website also has a link to it. Yeah, I think I got, you're right. I think I did get uh, <laughs> off onto your, because I was just like looking at everything and clicking everything. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a lot of other stuff, my personal projects on my own website. And then the fashion website is all the fashion accessories and clothing. Yeah, so how... Did you get did you get into science first or fashion first or both at the same time? Science first professionally. Cool. So it's called art by physicist because I'm a physicist and that's actually my day job and I've been working in science for as long as I started my professional career. So I did yeah. my, uh, my bachelor, master and PhD all in physics. And then I started working for tech companies, um, but I really love art. So I've actually been making art since I was a kid. And I was inspired by nature. And a lot of my art are nature-themed, astronomy-themed, science-themed. And I paint. So I've been making graphic novel um, at some point. So I think I've been always painting. um, But when I was graduating from my PhD, I basically finished my experiment. So I wanted to do something creative, learn a new skill. So I started learning sewing and made a lot of designs, just self-taught. And that's amazing (laughs) because these products are great and do not look like uh, self-taught at all. (laughs) So that's so impressive. Thank you so much. So I um, then... At first, it was more traditional clothing. Um, I bought textile fabrics, but then I thought, why don't I put my paintings on my dresses? 
uh, I started printing them. I, I've been painting on the computer, so they're all digital, so that they can be printed oh, cool. onto fabrics. And I started designing based on the theme of the painting. Um, but on the side, because I'm working in hardware and I have robotics projects, um, I just thought, why can't I combine technology with fashion? So I started putting electronics into clothes as well. So wow. that has also been a theme in my design that uh, there's a lot of microcontroller controlled clothing and 3D printed accessories, things like that. That's so amazing because, I mean, I know, I know how hard just starting a fashion brand is, not even making everything myself. And then on top of that, also being a physicist full-time and like having a PhD, that's, I, it's so many skills for one person. It's like really amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I've just been learning. Um, I focus on the, on the hardcore science and, but then I, I love art so much. So I've just been enjoying it and uh, playing with them as a hobby. And I, I don't think I'm at the professional level, but definitely trying to learn as much as possible. Um, starting a fashion brand is definitely not an easy task. And at first, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just making those designs. And friends and strangers, when they saw my designs, they started to ask me where they can buy them. And I had no idea how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I started... <laughs> looking into manufacturing and is it was a whole different species mm -hmm. um, but at the same time I also found out a lot about the pain points in the fashion industry um, pain points from designers and manufacturers is very difficult to turn your idea into a product in a straightforward way yeah so, it absolutely is so yeah, are you Everything that's available on your shop now, are you still making those all yourself? No, I, I finally found manufacturers to cool. make them. Yeah, it took me a long time to find the right ones. And I made the very first prototype um, and I just hand sew them. They're not, they're not really at the, uh, at the professional level to be, to be sold and I can't be making uh, at scale all by myself. Yeah. That's <laughs> honestly so yeah. much work. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking for manufacturers because my designs are not trivial. They are not the standard patterns. So they are more difficult to make in a way. And also a lot of the tech ideas are still too futuristic to embed, to integrate. I'm slowly pushing the industry to adapt more and more technology. Yeah, because there's, you said there are a lot of 3D printed aspects and I feel like, I, I don't know a ton about 3D printing, but it seems like that tends to be pretty small scale for right now, like kind mm -hmm. of like one-offs normally, right? Like it's, it is hard to do that, like super so, mass produced. I love 3D printing because it's a very good way to prototype. It provides yeah. fast prototyping. Uh, there are also services now you can just submit your designs online. They can produce them at any scale. 
So oh, you cool. can yeah, you can actually order one piece if you want, or you can order whatever quantity you want. You just pay for the shipping and material cost. I really love this business model and also the way that really in, enable creatives to bring their ideas into reality quickly. Yeah. And it also helps with the made to order. Um, so you don't have to overproduce anything. So you submit the design and order once someone already wants it. And I actually learned a lot from this um, to transfer that thinking to traditional clothing manufacturing. It, we don't have any technology that allows us to do that yet. Like as a designer, you also do design and you understand it's difficult to um, get our ideas into products. Um, even if we have the files, the design um, files, documentation, is we can't just submit that somewhere and get them made very quickly. There's a yeah. lot of back and forth and human errors. Um, usually for a designer to develop a new product, it could take more than half a year to even do that so and you have to do it on like human bodies which are all different and mm -hmm. that is you know it's not just designing a flat pattern there's so much that goes into it exactly. especially because like your you've been saying this but your fashion isn't like it isn't like you're taking like standard shapes and just putting your painting on them every single aspect is unique like yeah. the shape of the of the of the piece that you're making is unique as well as the fabric as well as the accessories it's really it's really really incredible thank you yeah make everything original um so yeah cool. i had experience before when I was trying to find a pattern maker to help make my designs into digitized patterns. And they were asking me, um, so do you want more of the pattern or more of your, your paintings on fabric? If the latter is more important to you, why don't you just bring an existing garment? I can, I can make the pattern for that and you can just put your, um, your painting on it. But that's, that really loses the originality I want to make yeah. sure that everything, including the pattern, is all unique. And they're all designed based on the theme of the painting. The, I'm looking at the Saturn dress right now. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that actually is a DIY pattern. Um, it's so cool. So I want to also encourage other people to be creative. So fashion, I think fashion should be driven by creativity and art and the need. Um, but right now the industry has the problem that is really driven by profit and overproduction. And eventually they cannot sell those items. They just send them to landfills or, or burn them. Um, yeah. So this is a heartbroken thing that I learned after getting into manufacturing is that a lot of clothing, actually 30% of them ever produced globally are never sold. And brands are constantly trying to get rid of their inventory. They go rounds of discounts and they still cannot sell them. They would burn them or trash them. So it's really sad. It, fashion industry contributes 10% of carbon footprint globally. 
Yeah, I believe that it's, it's really hard. And I think, I think there's also not, there isn't like as much of an understanding between consumers and, and fashion brands as I think would be helpful. Like that, that's really true. And doing things that are made by hand or made to order or made you know, as by design, the way that the system is set up now that makes them more expensive. But when you do it the cheap way, like you're saying, there's a ton of waste and a ton of, you know, yeah, yeah basically waste across the board. So that's um, what this brand also trying to do is to encourage people um, to do DIY. So some of my designs are tutorials. And people can buy parts of the fabric, the patterns, and they can do um, cut and sew themselves. And it also tries to educate people about problems in the current industry and solutions that we can provide. So a lot of these problems that we talk about can be solved by technology. I work at... And a lot of... Oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say a lot of the, when you sell the pattern, it looks like they also come with the fabric yep, too, exactly, or some of them do. So that's amazing. So you don't have to, cause these are like specific fabrics. So it's, yeah, it's basically like a kit, which mm-hmm. is really yeah, great. A lot of people I know, my friends are makers. They really love to do things by hand. And I also know a lot of people who are not quite uh, avid uh, makers, but they love to learn. Mm-hmm. They want to learn how to sew. They can they can get things like this to just try their hands on uh, making a piece of garment for themselves. Um, but of course, uh, still most people are consumers. They they don't make clothes mm-hmm. themselves. So I make my designs into products ready to wear, and because they're unique, and I want to do these uh, made to order, so we can meet people's demand by producing them once people submit the pre-orders. And at the same time, I want to use this to educate people about the overproduction problem and uh, lack of creativity in the fashion industry. And also my, um, I want to use this to advocate for STEAM. That's why I, my brand's yeah. collections are nature, science, and future. And I'm donating parts of the profit to STEAM education and environmental protection nonprofits. That's so awesome. It's also really cool. I know that that like women don't always necessarily feel like welcome in STEAM industries. And I feel like brands like this that are combining like I don't know, things that tend to be more female focused, like fashion and steam is like such a cool way to, yeah, just like combine different things that we're seeing happen more, but it's pretty uncommon still to see like physics Mm -hmm. mixed with fashion mixed with art is really it's so so cool i want to show people that's possible and i've been lucky i've been working in environments that really encourage women in stem and um, a lot of my colleagues are super supportive no matter their their gender and they welcome all kinds of people and their background their knowledge 
Um, but I think, yeah, we need to encourage individuality and freedom of thoughts and the really express ourselves with um, the things that we like. And I know that there are not enough fashion that in, incorporates science. And, but then there are people who really love science and nature. And fashion is a way for people to, uh, to show their expression, their uh, preferences. But we don't have any enough um, science designer fashion brand for these people. Uh, and also technology-wise, there are a lot of tech made for men, not enough tech made for women. Mm-hmm. And I really want to show people we really can combine the beautiful things with thoughtful and scientific and functional items. That's so cool. I So did you, does the part of physics that you have been studying and working in, does did you like think that would connect to fashion in some way? Or was it just sort of like, just kind of happened that you like tried it and then had talent in both areas because it doesn't, you know, you don't normally see those two or like actually like so many like painting and fashion and physics, you don't normally see them all together. And it's really, really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't really think that could happen. I was just doing both for fun and in parallel I know that when I was a student, I chose to do physics because I found it the most intellectual challenging. And I wanted to do that as a hardcore, my my focus. And then the other things I could do for fun on the side. When I was making the decision that was back in middle school, I thought that if I chose to do art full-time, I may not be able to do science. But if I do science full-time, I may be able to still do some art. So that's how I made the decision and kept on going. But I never thought that there was opportunity to integrate the two until I started working and also started playing with like open source hardware, like microcontrollers, modules, LEDs, you can connect to the microcontrollers, uh, displays or Wi-Fi modules, things like that. There's a huge community of makers that are very creative and they're making tech tech wearables. Um, So I'm learning a lot and I have a lot of friends in that community. We all build really awesome things and... That really made me feel that because of the existence of this type of technology, it enabled creative people to make even more useful and beautiful things. So we now are in this time in history that we are actually able to integrate tech and art nicely. I think those two communities, those two industries have been developing so separately the reason why fashion industry is left behind is also that the engineering community might not care about fashion for a very long time. But now we have the opportunity to combine these two and can really relate and benefit from each other. 
Is that the type of physics that you studied? Like, uh, those type of like no, products is vaguely related, but not, okay. it's not really straightforward. <laughs> so I did, uh, my PhD was, so my undergrad, I started working in the Cavendish lab back in Cambridge, UK. And I was in the quantum matters group studying the quantum properties of materials. And there I was doing low temperature experiments. And because the research was so cutting edge, a lot of equipment we had to hand make and, oh, and wow. build. Yeah, we, we need to build them in-house. We had our own workshop, um, machine shop. And so build parts there. So I think in hindsight, that actually really uh, helped with my maker process. And then in my PhD, I was working on plasmodic circuits, which is a new type of circuitry that uses the waves that you can generate in electron systems. Um, and that I was making nanometer and micrometer sized structures on chip. And I went to the clean room and fabricated my own designs. So there also involve a lot of design and making. And then when I uh, started working, my first job was in Intel. So I, I was learning a lot about scaling those ideas from research labs into industry applications. So also did a lot of scaling and uh, design and mass production and testing. Uh, and then I, I went to, I, I am now in Microsoft also doing a lot of uh, entrepreneurship and um, I'm actually going to work with the quantum computing team starting in January. So it kind of went back in a circle, but throughout this whole journey, I think art has always been um, influencing me. Uh, and art also is about communication. We can use painting and fashion and visual art to communicate ideas. And then my science and research engineering background also helped me understand how things are made and how I can hack it, how I can change the process uh, that some traditional industry has been doing and create better things. That's so amazing. And I think I think you had a really good idea of going into science first and then trying to do art on the side because I feel like I definitely know more artists than scientists and I I feel like it you know doing something that's like wearables or combining different types of tech sometimes really creative people have ideas of what they want to do but you really need either a partner or you need to know like the science to make it possible. So it's incredible that you have the science background so that when you have like creative ideas, you also know if you can do it or how to do it or like what you need to study or like experiment mm -hmm. with, um, which is, it, it's honestly, it's incredible. I can't believe you have time to do both too. <laughs> like <laughs> just Definitely listening help. to your, yeah. <laughs> yeah, listening to like, you're like science job and then seeing all the work in art and fashion you've done at the same time is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I need more time. Like yeah, I can never right. 
have enough time. Yeah, I have many things going on at the same time. I I try to work very efficiently during the day. That's how I've been functioning. Is very efficient and focused, so that every day I can have a couple hours or weekends I can work on my own personal projects. And I've been painting a graphic novel for. I don't know. Since I was a teenager, and wow. I've decided that that would be a lifelong project, so I'm not rushed. So, yeah, that's something I want to do when I retire. <laughs> Just that's so cool! I completely <laughs> forgot you mentioned you're working on comics too. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's also a kind of a memoir and imagination okay. is recording my understanding of the world, and then. Projecting what could happen in the future, and wow. it has a, a scientist as the one of the main characters. And oh it's my gosh! Kind of that's a so semi sci-fi. Cool. You can you can find it on my website. Uh, there's a link to the graphic novel, and my storyline is already there. I'm just finishing up the painting piece by piece. It will be like a jigsaw puzzle. You can read the whole wow. story right now, but the details I'm gradually filling that in. That is such an interesting way to do that project. That's so fascinating. Yeah, I think I do a lot of projects like this. I have always maybe at least five five ideas in my head constantly. <laughs> and whenever I have time, I would just spend a little bit of time working on it over a long period of time but I, I always finish them so but I think that's something really important that a lot of people don't think about like I think that's really I think that's really wise of you to have been working on this project that you knew you wanted to do since you were a teen but like you have had other things to do also that you like had to get done so you just found a way to do it and have it take as long as it takes and, and you can fill it in as you have time. And that's such a smart way to, to finish a project that you care about that will take a long time, but you know, not feel like you haven't been able to get it out into the world yet. Or like, you know, that it's, I feel like a lot of people feel like projects like that kind of weigh on them and are heavy. And then they get sad that they're not finished and this is like such a smart way to be realistic about it but actually get it done <laughs> so awesome yeah I I don't I'm I'm not eager to use my project to make money or anything like that so I don't have pressure and because they are my passion projects that's always something that I will go do when I have free time and I also play music that maybe you are. Oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> you already saw that on my website. I have. Um, well, honestly, when I looked at your website, I just thought it couldn't possibly be all one person. So I was going <laughs> to ask you about this. I truly can't believe this is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think for me, I really look for the intellectual purity of things so that's why I love science and music and art and it was always my dream to combine them so now I'm able to combine art and science 
through the fashion and my other projects. Um, music, I haven't been able to. <laughs> and I have some project that's music related, but it's not so obvious. And that's just going to be my relaxation is my medication. And yeah. yeah, that's true too. It is. I mean, I feel like I have that, that same sort of idea that like when you have a lot of projects, you kind of want to, to use them all together, but it is also nice to have things that are just, yeah, yeah. just for you, just a hobby, just to relax. Just to that's enjoy nice. It. Exactly. Yeah. I know, I know many people at my age who either would completely drop music or they would become professionals. So right. I'm in between. I just like to enjoy. So, and I think um, to think about the relations between things, I have that thought through, and that really helped me to drive me going, it, which is that I look at science and engineering. That's how we create or understand nature is really art itself is subjects about nature and help humans understand our environment. And there we can engineer technologies that's uh, hardware or software that would help us build machines. We've been building computers. We've been building automations that would support us to do things more efficiently. And that would build our infrastructure and consumer goods. Those things are materials that can help create art. They, they could be artistic. And art is how uh, culture is being influenced. And culture is how we have happiness in our lives. And happiness then feed back to this drive to evolve as our society. That's so awesome. I feel so lucky to have been able to talk to you. This is really, this is a really incredible, I mean, not even just one project, just everything you're doing is so cool. Thank you um, so much. And I definitely want to wear some of these. Oh, so I'm going to yeah. have to decide if I'm going to make it myself. I think I could. We'll see. We'll see how brave I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just get the uh, ready to wears. Holidays, yeah, holidays here, right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, remind everyone like where they can find you online to to look at all of the really amazing stuff you're oh, doing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so so uh, privileged to be talking to you. I feel I'm really grateful. Uh, so, if people are interested in the fashion brand, uh, that's my name, Kitty. Young, K-I-T-T-Y-Y-E-U-N-G dot com. Um, and the brand is called Art by Physicists. But if you search that, it probably will lead you to my personal website, which is artbyphysicistskittyyoung.com. That's a lot of um, all kinds of things like my research papers and wearables and fashion design painting and uh, graphic novel. And people can also follow me on social media. So these two websites should lead to both Twitter and Instagram. So Twitter is Kitty Art Physics and Instagram is Art by Physicist Kitty Young. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, you can head to our archives to hear more or hit subscribe to hear what's coming up next. If you want to go a step above and beyond, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other nerdy people find us. Or you can go to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek to help keep the podcast going and check out the cool rewards that we have over there. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.